MTN, they all have issues these days. I don't know what's happening. All right, so this evening, um, the book of First John chapter 5, verse 14. See, and this is their absolute confidence that we have in him, Jesus. That if we ask anything according to his will, we see that he hears us. So we are talking about the will of God this night. The will of God. You know, um, I wrote small stuff for my Facebook that I put on my um status. Every time people hear the will of God these days, people intentionally just think it is bad thing. Then I read something from somebody one time. I think I don't really actually agree. He was saying that um the way you put it as if having material things and also um, material things that will help you here and also part of the will of God. So I had to go back to study because you see, but as much as we have respect for people that we follow, it was Apostle Paul that gave us the way to follow people. He gave us the pattern to follow. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. So if you get to any point where you discover by the written word of God that deviated from following God, then you must also learn to not follow me in that path. Then I remember sometime ago reading Kenneth Hagin's book, and there's something he said that was very profound. He said, a man can be heavily anointed, and yet may not be sound in doctrine. So when you follow a man, know what to follow. There are times where you just follow based on the level of what God has placed on them, not necessarily their doctrine that it is meant. Help me miss that person in the name of Jesus. So, Apostle Paul was giving us, he said, um, follow me as I follow Christ. So, there was a template that I gave to us. If at any point in time, you find out I was not following Jesus again, you can actually deviate. So, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Then, like I said, it was Kenneth Hagin that said that you can, a man can be very and heavily anointed and yet we not have the right doctrine. So, when you follow a man, know what to follow. So, when every time people hear or speak about the will of God to them, it is largely like God is trying to, you know, people will be running. This way, ah, I don't want to, you know, God should not bring. When you tell somebody that, when you pray for somebody and say, let the will of God be done, they are skeptical about saying amen because they feel that, that the will of God for them is not that they should, things should not work fine for them or that things should work fine for them well necessarily and then there are sometimes when people um they say eh, why is it that why is it not the will of god for me to travel out i think um god said all good things that uh, there's this scripture that people normally quote for me every time I, i'm telling you about the will of god they will they will, they will likely say something that ah no good thing shall he will talk from them that love him this one that one that it, traveling out of the country is the will of god sorry i'm using traveling out of the country as an example this one that one is the will of god and there was a time I even had to hold a very short speech one Sunday like that. I remember vividly because of, of a lady who was saying that Nigeria is not good, so it cannot be the will of God for anybody to remain in Nigeria. And that was, that sounds very good logically, but that that's scripturally not correct. Now let's see the book of Hebrew. See, laterally, the will of God actually is not for you to be happy, not for you to be sad. No, the will of God is that his kingdom find expression either in your life in a region. The will of God is the mind of God for a particular person, for a region, for a time and for a season. So the will of God is not an intentional thing either to make you sad or to make you happy. If it happens that what, what God wants for you may not be and do you know one thing on a long run you may not be happy initially for what god wants for you but actually in a very long run what god wants for you is actually the better so sometimes people send me voice note and say that eh, i want to travel out of the country because it's majorly what i get i want to that's why i'm using the example i want to do this and it has not been working one of the first questions that I have you prayed about it what is god saying about it i remember somebody telling me that he wants to take his children and everybody outside the country i ask her have you prayed about it see you must get to a point that just because something is good for you does not mean it's meant for you every good thing is not good for you that something is good does not mean god wants it for you and see all this um um trying to the 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 apex one of the apex of spiritual maturity is that you conform to the image of god where your life is like a mirror you can reflect what god wants so all this saying um I, you will sing i will follow you in the rain I will follow you in the song, whatsoever thing that God has. But when God gives you an instruction, don't move to this place, leave this job, don't travel out of the country. Okay, travel out of the country. You are you are sad and you're skeptical. And sometimes people are even angry, saying that God does not love them. This one, that one. I've told you before that the measurement of God's love for you is not because they increase your salary. The measurement of God's love for you is not because everything is working well for you. No. 
the measurement of God's love for every believer is in John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that was the apex of God's love that is where God dem- demonstrated that he loved me and he loved you so it's not in the fact in as much that God also wants you to prosper and to do well we must define what prosperity is if not we, we will not be able to draw the line between materialism and prosperity you get so so we must know see doing what I don't know how to do what God does not want for you, and maybe probably bring resources. It can be materialism, going out of God's will to get certain things. Now, there are people who think that the, the will of God is always something that you not like. It's not mostly like that. Then there are also people who think that the will of God is also that it, it must be, always be what your flesh wants. No, that's carnality. In the will of God for Esther was to be in the palace. If you watch. The Bible never made mention of Esther's children because the major reason of that marriage was for the Jews to be what? To be saved, to be preserved. So it was not about the children she has in that marriage, even though the children were uh, having children is okay. But the major thing that God wants to find expression is that God can use Esther to be able to save the Jews later on. So the will of God for her was to be in the palace. Of course, in the palace, there are enjoyment and there are other things. Are you getting it now? So the will of God every time is not least for you to, to for your flesh not to like it. The will of God is not least something you have to struggle with most of the time. Most of the time, the will of God is what your, your flesh will even like. The will of God for, and that was why God had to even grant Esther favor. In Esther chapter 2 verse 15, he said, and all that look upon Esther, he said, and she obtained favor in their sight. Then in 16, the Bible was speaking about how Esther had obtained favor in the sight of the king more than everybody. So it was the will of God for Esther to be in that particular place. So the will of God is not necessarily every time for you to not do so far ahead or for you to now, your flesh will not keep fighting it, no. Then again, the will of God also necessarily is not what your flesh will always agree with. In short, the Bible told us about Moses in Hebrew 11 chapter 24. He said, by, um, by faith, Moses, when he was called to, to, um, to years, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto recompense of the reward. So sometimes the, the, the will of God for your life may be painful, physically speaking, I mean humanly speaking. So the, the Bible, do you know the enjoyment that was that was that was for Moses while he was in Egypt? The enjoyment was so much. He was he was he was probably he would have been he would have been the next Pharaoh one time, um, maybe sometime because he was like his son in the palace. Imagine the level of enjoyment he had there. And the Bible said he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater than the riches of the treasures. Meaning that there are times where God will take you out from the place that humanly speaking is an enjoyment and take it to places where it's not enjoyment humanly speaking but as long as see the major focus is that the will of god find expression your it was an apostle that said when it has to do with the will of god your feeling is, is, is um, inconsequential you can face the war and begin to run to the war and be angry you know and then when it has to come to the will of god do you know that god will never really force anything on us we are free moral agents we are we can reject the will of god and we can accept it there's what they call the permissive will of god it's not god you just that was what happened in the book of i think first samuel chapter 8 it was not god's will for them to have a king but they imposed it it was that was permissive will and god had to allow it and samuel had to go to god and god said just allow them since they want king and the issues that came out from that permissive will the issues that came out from it was something that that they just went through issues and issues so there are some times where you know god can can reveal things to people and people want to change the hand of god see and god uh, people say that if god says something why is it that it's not coming to no see the will of god we are free will agents you can decide to not do what god wants you to do god sent jonah a message and jonah refused to go even though god now to compel him but under the new testament you can god can say something and you still decide you won't do it what you have to understand is that there are consequences for everything when you see even though there is there are consequences Somebody was asking Pastor Kinsley Kunko that, and that people in the Bible they married plenty and they married and um, plenty wives and all that. Pastors will say marry only one wife and all that. And I love the way the man of God responded to her. She said, "See, from the standpoint of scriptures, there are things that are not written expressively in scripture. For instance, in the Bible, they didn't write to um, Trinity. 
did you see Trinity inside the Bible? No. But by understanding, you know that there's God the Father, the God the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit. So there are Trinity already. It is not expressively written in the Bible, don't marry second wife, but it is inside the Bible. Now, the Bible said that he created Adam and Eve, husband and wife, not husband and wives. He said that you will leave your father's house and you cleave with your wife, not your wives. So those under the law, they are there. Will they married plenty of wives? And if you want to happen there, there were consequences in the house of he married what he married in the house of David, he married more than one wife, and there was consequences. So every time you go, you 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 overboard the will of God, there are always consequences for it. So there are people who think maybe um, the will of God must always be suffered, humanly speaking. It will not always be. And there are people who also think that the will of God, you know, people like to quote scriptures out of context. Uh, God will give me everything that I want. No, see there. When you are when a when a believer, I think there are two levels of um growth in asking for things. When you are maybe you are growing, that's when you say, Whatsoever thing they're asking is what you will do for me. But when you grow to a point, you know what it will be. Say, nevertheless, let thy will be done. Is an apex of spiritual maturity. That when you get to a point where you don't have your own way, you know, the proof that you are mature is that you are not owner. Owners are rebel. Have you ever wondered about the prodigal son? Every time you claim that you have your life and you can do what you want to do is an indication. Do you know what it takes to maintain your own life? Go and ask people using oxygen. The prodigal son shows that every time you claim to be owner, even of your own life, you, you maintain it by yourself. The proof of maturity in this kingdom is that you are dependent on the will of God. The prodigal son did what? He said he left his father and now he claimed ownership. Then he began to care for himself. But the, the moment when he was not claiming ownership, he was with God, he was with his father and his father was taking care of him. But he immediately he claimed ownership of his life and everything he wanted. He began to care for himself. That's what most people do. Every time you do permissive will or you just go out of God's will, you are claiming that you have the right to stay on your own and it's a proof of pride. So maturity is that you are dependent on God, on what God has to say over situations, matters concerning your life or anything. So there are times people are angry and say, it's the will of God then. Why is it that this is not? See, I've told you, God will never force anything on you. You can, this, God can say to this one, he say, I'm not doing it. Even the angels, they have their will. That was why Satan and two angels in heaven could rebel Jesus, could want to rebel the kingdom and, and he cast them down. Now that's not the story. So as human, God created us. Do you know why God created us as free will agent? That we can say no and we can say yes. You don't know the true test of honor until there's an advantage to dishonor. I don't know if you get that. You cannot really vote for a man that a man truly honors you until there's an advantage to dishonor, until there's a way, until, there, until there's a situation to dishonor a person. No, you don't, you can't, you cannot really say somebody respect you until there's an avenue. So all those things you hear people say, I used to respect you before. They are serious people, don't mind them. So that's why God created and he made us a free will agent. So you decide. They prove that you have a way to say no, but you still decide to serve God. Is a proof that you genuinely love him. Because the Bible says many other people trust in chariots. So you can trust in other things, but you trust in God and his will. Is a proof of a genuine love. So God will do what? God make us free moral agents. God can say things and people decide to do another thing. In short, from scripture, the book of Acts 13 verse 2, we see that while they were praying and ministering to the Lord, the Bible says, separate me Paul and Barnabas for the work of the ministry. But later on, we found that Paul and Barnabas separated, even though it was the will of God for them to be together, meaning that even at the will of God, you can decide to say no. And you can also decide to say yes. So just because God, see, the same way that prophecies work, you know, the same way uh, positive prophet, prophecies work is also the same way negative prophecies work. Now, for instance, if somebody has a dream and says somebody, um, they saw somebody and the person died in the dream or they saw you, uh, maybe let me just use myself as, as an example that uh, they saw me and I died in the dream. So maybe, I'm, do you know what? Fear eh, is a proof that you're partnering with what he said. For instance, if there's a negative prophecy that somebody you are going on the road and trailer will hit the person. Now, there's a negative, you can stand up and pray, but you have a part to do. When you are going on the road, you look well and cross road. 
So if you if you pray and you don't do your part, maybe you are crossing on the road because you are praying, you are not starting working on you, the trailer will come and kill the person. So the same way that you have something to do to make positive prophecies find expression is the same way that you have things to do to make negative prophecy also find expression. See, the Bible never even made mention that it was Judas that was going to betray Jesus. Judas only walked into it because we found out that Judas was to the bag and he stole from the bag. So the, that spirit of prophecy for negative prophecy began to overrun, searching for somebody who is greedy. Then he found Judas. The Bible says he was with the bag and he was stealing from the bag. He was the treasurer of Jesus. So he was with the bag. So Satan found somebody that is greedy. Then he took the advantage to use that person and betray Jesus. So, so I don't know if you are. So, when we talk about the will of God, it's not necessarily that it's something that most you know people always want to you know people want to guilt trip um, um maybe the word of God because nobody want to guilt trip. They want to and say that he, he is every good thing that God wants. See that you must understand that the first way to know the will of God is by His word. The first way to know the will of God is by his word. That's what the book of First John chapter 5, verse 14 said. And this is the absolute confidence that we have in you. That whatsoever thing that we're asking your name, that yells. So meaning that the first way to know what God wants for you is the written word of God. See, I found out that it's not enough to just tell you to read your Bible. There's truly what they call the spirit of revelation. You can study from cover to cover and interpret nonsense. I don't know if you're getting you can study from cover, you can spend time and study if this thing. So I've seen people who study and their interpretation of scriptures, you wonder if they are reading the same thing. So it's not even enough to just study. We must trust that the grace for revelation that God makes it available. In recent time, one of the prayers I've been in prayer is that God helped me to interpret scriptures in context, the way the Holy Spirit inspired people to write it. So the first way to know is the written word of God, the will of God. There are people who say, if it's God's will to heal me, you, you don't, that's the Bible said it's going to because the Bible said already that he bear our sin on his own body. That is it was he, that we might be dead to sin and be alive to righteousness, that by his stripes that we are healed. It's not we will be that we are healed. So there are things that people say, if it's the will, there are certain things that you know already that is already is already written in scripture. You, you just need to search and know what God is saying in respect to that situation. So there are certain things that we want to know. There are things that people say. When people say certain things, it's an indication of how far they have not studied their Bible or that they have studied and they have not understood. It's an indication of what how far people have studied their Bible and they have not understood, or how far they have not studied at all. So when people say certain things, it's not just you can see that these things they are saying is captured in Bible, it's captured in what God said is going to give us. So there are people who say, if it's the will of God for this to happen to me, if it's the somebody's pressing in the night and you're saying if it's the will of God for you to be delivered, when the Bible already said that you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And that you're dead, that your life is hidden in Jesus. That dimension of his name, every niche bow, including those people pressing in the night, that you're not saying if it's the will of God. No, the will of God for you is for you to press Satan's neck and put your finger in his eyes every day. So you must so in respect to those things, there are things that are written in scripture that you can know that this one is what God said concerning me. You get now the again, another way to also know the will of God for your life is by the is by the voice of the spirit. Now, somebody will say, somebody may have um, one kind of, you know. Now, let me explain to you. There are things that you want to think in your life hmm, that they are not expressively written in scriptures. For instance, you want to go to Canada or you want to go to um, maybe America or UK, or maybe UK, whatever. You want to go to Canada or you want to go to another country. It's not expressively written in scripture, knowing how to go there. They didn't write in scripture that I feel this appear to Canada and um, Zephaniah went to Jamaica is not there so you must train your spirit to know what God is saying this way it is dice you for most people who don't train their see one of the ways to train your spirit is, is to pray in the spirit you can align things you can know that this thought in your heart that's why as a believer you must investigate every thought in your spirit man see there are things that came to my heart that I knew that this one 
when they came initially i didn't pray about it because i think maybe it's just my thought but they keep coming then i investigated by praying the spirit and i began to see confirmations from everywhere so one of the ways to also know the will of god for your life is by the voice of the spirit he said, Thou shalt hear word behind you. Isaiah 30, 21. He said, Thou shalt hear word behind you, saying, This is the way. He said, When ye turn left and when ye turn right. I, I don't know if you're getting it. So it's by the voice of the Spirit. You must learn to train your spirit, man, know when God is speaking. I submit to you with all due respect. So many people just say the Holy Spirit is a lie. The proof that you hear God, the decisions that you make. And do you know what? Every See, every area of your life that you don't submit to the voice of God will suffer for it. There are times when people say they hear God and you can know they didn't hear God. It's just that they didn't probe what they heard. They didn't pray and trust and say, God, is it the See, there's a way. You know, these things of the Spirit, are, you can grow in them. See, your spirit is not what grows you. It's your understanding that grows. Your, rea- your understanding grows and makes you know the reality that that your spirit can take now what do i mean you know see there are point do you know there's a level that you can that you can have you probably you have grown through and you understand the things of the spirit there are things you will know and you know that god wants them for you without praying there's what can i take it will call the knowing of the spirit the bible says, and jesus perceive what they are saying this one is no word of knowledge though. that's why see i don't know i don't mean to cause any issue now but now i don't mean to scatter your theology and I don't say you say this to God, is it and drag? There are more than nine gifts of the Spirit in the Bible. Are you getting my point? Now, the nine gifts of the Spirit that Apostle Paul mentioned in the book of Corinthians was what the Corinthian church was working on. So Apostle Paul came and named it for them. This and this is what you're working. So don't fight yourself. This thing is powered by one Spirit. But if you check your scriptures, your Bible in between, like I said, there are some things that are not expressively written. But when you check in scriptures, you find them. There's what they call, Kenetege will call it the knowing of the spirit. You can see a thing and just know. There's a way you 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 trust, you, you pray the spirit to. There's a way you, you grow in the in the knowledge of God. You will see certain things you don't even have to pray. You know they are the one. But you know you've not grown to that point. So pray about everything. There are things you just see, you can just know. It's called the knowing of the spirit. I personally believe that's one of the major gifts that is at work in my life. Personally, the, you can see things and just know that this thing will not work. You can see things and just know that this thing will work. So the knowing of the Spirit, you must trust to hear the voice of the Holy There are things that you want to do in your life that are not expressing it in scriptures. Now, what? Just because we, we ask you to trust the speaking of the Spirit, anything you hear must not invalidate the written word of God. Somebody will hear and say he heard the voice of the spirit and say, Go and collect somebody's husband. Is a lie. You the Bible says what the Lord has joined to God. That let no man put us under. That voice that man, this is that big spirit, man, the voice of God, the voice of Satan, and your own mind. So, so are you getting me so we must trust the spirit of god that's why as a believer you must when we say pray in the spirit sometimes when we pray in the spirit and we don't have prayer requests do you know what we are doing when you go to the gym you go to gym and build your muscles praying in the spirit you can you can you are you are building your spiritual muscles the bible shows us that as a believer there are two things that can build a person the first one is the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 32. He said, Now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you. Then he now came again and shows that prayer can also build a man. He said in Jude 1 20, he said, Building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. See, building in the word of God makes you know that it is God speaking. Hmm? Makes you know if what you heard, I mean building yourself in scriptures make you know if what you heard is of god then praying building yourself in the spirit make you discern when they were in samaria that particular lady that, that was running with them and saying you are what he was saying she was saying the truth that's why people ask me sometimes how do you how do, they say how do you do that a false prophet how do you know a false prophet should i be should i be very honest with you there are times when you cannot discern a false prophet by what they say 
because see accuracy of a prophetic word is not an indication that a man is accurate i can come and say your name is charles you have two sons you have one wife everything i say is correct but what i'm still wrong why because the spirit that powers the accuracy is not of god so i'm still he's still not he's still a false prophet so we don't judge by the accuracy of the prophetic word we judge by the spirit that powers the accuracy so I can come and say, this is your name and everything is true. That was why the lady was falling and said, these are the real prophet of God. Yeah, he was saying the right thing, but they could discern. When you begin to build yourself in prayer, you will be able to discern. Even though the thing seems right, you will know this one. Is it no, but your spirit, you could discern. There's something wrong here. That's what prayer does. Praying in the spirit. So when we say we are praying in the spirit for 20 hours, for 15 hours, it's not to ask for bread and butter you're building a future for yourself so that tomorrow when your pastor is not there you can discern and know that by the spirit it should not be this one no by the spirit it should be this one you just know the knowing of the spirit is for every believer so when people ask me about how do you know a false prophet how do you know the major key of designing for is discernment sometimes a false prophet will quote scriptures accurately they will say things correctly so what takes you to know them is designing the spirit behind it. And again, you can say a man is not a correct prophet because he does not know how to dispense the correct doctrine. Remember that the, most of the people that God started this move with in Nigeria and in Africa, some of them were not educated people. And if you want to talk about correct doctrine, they didn't even have it. What they had was power with God. So to judge a man because the man did not really have a sound doctrine, but he's working in power and say the man is false, you're still making another error. So the first key is discernment. This even this discernment make you know what is. See, you know what discernment? Discernment make you separate what is the truth and what is not the truth, and what looks like the truth that is not the truth. That's why the Bible said, "The Spirit will guide you into all truths," meaning that even in truth, you still need to be guided. Even in what in truth, you still need to do what to be guided. So, the will of God for your life is not, and I've told you, one of the ways to know that a man has truly submitted is that you can allow anything God wants to do, to do it through you without arguing. It was kind of taking that said something one time that a lady was praying in the church from morning to night, whether about his boyfriend, they have been sleeping together or something, or he said, I forgot how the story went, and he went to me and said, ah, my sister, my sister, what have you been praying? He yeah, says his boyfriend, I want the boyfriend to marry her or something like that. I've forgotten that story. And he can look at her and say, ah, you would have told me now. I would have told you that this is your prayer, I will not answer. Because it's wrong. No matter how long you stay. Praying, see, anything you get, yeah, see, don't think, you can go out of God's will and still succeed. Though. I hope you know. Ah, You can go out of the will of God and still succeed and do well. It was a man of God in this country that said, Apostle Ramon said, he went to a commissioner, he uh, went to um i think Benue state their governmental place to pray for one commissioner and while he was praying this was a it was years ago he said this while he was praying for the man a commissioner then he had the vision and saw the man the man was holding the bible then he said i got commissioner you are a teacher then the man began to cry and said yes 1999 or 1990 something they were at redemption camp while they were praying the spirit of god broke out and said he was a teacher but he ran from the will of god but he was a commissioner he still have money but there was a peace that was not in him. So you can run out of God's way. The proof that a man is succeeding is not necessarily the fact is that he's at the center of the will of God. Sometimes you can succeed outside his will. You, you will know that you, you are outside his will even though you are succeeding. So you can be outside God's will and still be doing well. You see how dangerous it is? That you can be answered and still be. See, even though Saul was still sitting on the seat, but yet God was not with him again. He had already gone to anoint Saul David. So you can be outside God's will and still be doing well. So success in certain things is not an indication that is the will of God. It's just only a, an indication that you have mastered the principles that makes for wealth and prosperity. And to make it not balance, there are also times when you can be outside God's will and things will not work well because you are outside His will. So these things, they are things of discernment. They are not things of black and white. That's why, see, some teachings and explanations are not for social media because you have to do explanation, 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 explanation. 
Alam Anytime we don't have to begin with the sense, you have to write explanation, explanation, explanation. No. So, so, I, so are you getting? You have to just follow. So sometimes you can be outside his way and succeed. You can also be outside his way, and yet you are suffering because you are outside his way. So, so I get. So most of these things, they are things of discernment. They are things of what discernment. They are not just things of written black and white. They are not what they are. They are not things that is written. So that's why, as a believer, one of the things that you must. So when they talk about praying the spirit, is building your your you are it's called spiritual gene. You are the, you are gene, so that you go to a point where you decision you make is by the spirit. Not that see your spirit necessarily will not grow. It's your reality and your understanding growing to know what what you should do part time. Discernment is one of the keys that believers, believers who should know, knowing that ah, this thing I'm doing, even though they are resolved there, this thing I'm doing is not of God. So, and again, to also make you know that every good thing is not what God wants for you. I think it's a season where we have to really talk about these things. There are, there are some people that God really wants you to leave this country. Your destiny is not even in this country. God wants you to leave. And there are some people, if you like, run from now to tomorrow. God does not want you to live here. God wants you to stay here. In short, he does not even want you to stay in the city. Probably wants you to go and stay somewhere in Shumun. They will, some of you, God wants you to stay in Nigeria. Some wants you to go. You must be... See, it is very... It is dangerous for a believer to move by trend. This kingdom, we don't move by trend. We move by the Spirit. When he says wait in Jerusalem until the spirit comes upon you, wait to. We don't move by what? We don't move by trend. We move by the spirit. So if God says wait till this thing, wait here. If he says move, move here. So I think the 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 teaching on the will of God majorly has to do that sometimes people are not really they have not been taught absolute surrender. Absolute words because you will not likely want to take the will of the person you've not surrendered to. If you think, if you think, I think people must break this thing out from their mind that once this thing is good, God wants it for me. No, it'll not be like that, or not be so. When people break that from their heart, that ah, once this thing is good, God, no. And again, people must also break it from their heart. They, they must also understand what is called absolute surrender. I know that we grow to this point, it's not one day we just know absolute surrender it was what apostle paul was saying in the book of galatia so i've been crucified with christ he said nevertheless i live he said yet not i he said the life which i live he said i live by the feet of the son of god he said who loved me and died for me where you allow these things you know i made i had to i made this thing that time i I, I made a space section that time and I spoke about this will of God. That the will of God is not necessarily God wanting bad thing to, for you or God wanting good thing for you. The will of God is that is kingdom fine expression. Do you know there are people who are at the center of the will of God and died? <laughs> so I'm not I'm not trying to scare you. Go and read about the early fathers. I've read about the Moravian brothers. They asked them to deny Jesus. They didn't deny. They, they brought them out and, and life lie on earth them. In short, there was one of them who just gave birth a lady. Eh? Who just gave birth. They lie on earth like that. There are people who are read about the person who first translated the New Testament into English. They born in life. Read about the early church. This Bible that you now read now, some of you don't even read, read this Bible. You put it under your armpit and so and this. Read about those who brought this Bible that you are now reading now, free of charge. You put it under your pillow from January to December. The, the people who brought this like this year. Go. Have you, have you saw that video that talks about the mission in China? But yet there are people that God is sending. Yeah, there are people that God is still sending to China, even though there's issue there. So as a believer, we don't move by thread, we move by the spirit. That's why I see here. If you don't know. Even to, I was going to write something yesterday. Even as men of God, if you don't know what God is doing with you, you will just see somebody doing 12 hours prayer, you will do it. You see somebody hosting seminar for this thing, you will do it. You must understand that even as our primary assignment is to bring men to Christ, we also have a need 
See, the book of Luke was written by Dr. Luke. The book of Acts was written by Dr. Luke. The book of Mark was written by somebody else. You know they are all pointing to the gospel, but their approach of pointing to the gospel was different. So just because we are all ministers to bring people to the light of God and to make men to be saved does not mean we have the same thing to reveal to people. It was Pastor Creed that said his mandate is to take the character of the spirit to nations. That's is, is an embodiment of what God wants to do with healing. So if you say God does not heal, if you, if you look at his ministry, you will see. Bishop Wedeko said it is faith and prosperity. So if you look at his ministry, if you say God does not bless, you will see it. So even though God wants us to be saved, eh, God, God wants the uh, men of God, everybody to bring people to the light of God's word, there is also a niche of ministry. You can't carry and copy everything you see online. There are so many performances that people are doing. You see this one do it, you will do it. You see this one do it, people will do it. No. We are not performing here. This is not Fela Nicola Poguti. We are not performing. We are men under instruction. Do this and you do it. And this, I want to say that I'm not saying it. I don't, I'm just... When we wanted to do this, do this um, five-hour spring, apart from the fact that my network is very bad recently and I cannot really do things on the space. We we're supposed to... Somebody, was, somebody else was supposed to hold the space meeting. And few days to this five hours praying it was so impressive my spirit that's why i say you must learn to also investigate your thought do you know why when your when your thought is governed by the holy ghost when your mind is governed by the holy ghost your thought can become word of knowledge for yourself and for other people so it was impressing my heart to bring it to telegram i said i was going to pray about it every time the, and one day the Holy Ghost told me something. And now I'm not saying that people were doing that wrong. Like I said, God gave everybody instruction. He said, I kept hearing build men, build men. Then there was something he put in my heart. You see, you see that Twitter space is like a market space. You cannot really disciple people there. So bring it to a place where people, you know, people just it's not really. So you must understand what God is doing part-time for your life. As a ministry, as you see somebody do 30 hours, you go and carry 30 hours. I told somebody the other day, I said, I've not printed for 30 hours before, and I'm not sure I'll do it if I'm not led to do it. Because there are things that I've done, maybe in other spiritual aspects, that some other people will not even get to do it. So you must not just move by what you see. One of the ways to stay in the will of God is, is to, to be moved by the Spirit of God every time. Is to be what? Make sure the, this leading is not is not the leading that comes from the place of flesh. The leading that comes from where? The place you know that this one is based on what you saw. This leading came from the place of carnality. So we don't move by train in this kingdom. We move by the spirit. You say, thou shall hear a word behind you. Saying, go this way when you turn left and when you turn right. So are you getting so the will, you must stay and know what the Spirit of God is saying part time. It's not just moving. You see somebody do this one. You know, and this happens to a lot of us who are young ministers. We see people doing this one. You rush. 20 hours, you do it. 10 hours, you do it. They are doing this one. No. As much as we are all called to review Jesus. Like I was saying, Luke, the book of Luke was written by Dr. Luke. The book of Mark was written by another person. But even though they all revealed Jesus, but their approach to it was not the same. In short, it was Peter who now told us about Paul. He said, this is our brother Paul. He said, for the wisdom which was given to him by, by God. He said, the things which he write, he said, they cannot be comprehended by unlearned men. Meaning that the ministry of Paul was a, was a, his, his ministry seems a, as, as very intelligent ministry. You know, Peter, they were not really educated people. But Paul was highly educated. He's a lawyer, a lawyer from Dr. Gamelia. So just because... There's a trend that everybody is doing. Ministry don't move by trend, though. In short, there are things in our there are, there are sometimes you see things you do them consistently, consistently for years. Repetition, repeat. It doesn't mean people are doing that. You do it. So I think one of the reasons that people are always outside, people always want to do things outside what God wants them to do, is because we follow trend. Because another social media is. Is madness. Social media is what? Ah, shabala, da, da, da. Social media is what? Is madness. Personally, I believe that people's prayer life are not on fire because of social media. Yes, that's my opinion. Many people, many people, many people don't 
pray time to study. They just come on Twitter, they study one page and use that one to fight for morning to night. Sleep, wake up, carry Twitter, sleep, wake up, carry Instagram, sleep, wake up. I, this is what I personally believe that people don't schedule their time when to pray, when to study, when to go on a retreat, when to do this, when to do that. So, and do you know one thing? Most of the informations that you get from this media, they see if you consistently give attention to information that don't have respect for the word of God, you will soon leave the will of God for your life. If you do what consistently give attention to the information that have no respect for the word of God. Because see, every your ear is a gate. You become what you what you consistently give attention to. I will always give you an example of the Laban flock. When Jacob took it and put a rod behind them, they, they gave back to the color of the rod they were looking at. Because they were looking at it, so they gave back to what we were looking at. Your reality becomes your focus, whether you like it or not. So most of the times. Is because of the things that will give you already you're doing what God wants you to do. You're already in the line, but you now saw somebody. You feel like ah, my life is too slow. My what God is doing with you and what God is doing with another person. Second key that I feel that people take people don't really pay attention to God or they, they move out of their the will of God for their life is comp is comparison. You see, them comparing themselves with one another are not wise. Them comparing themselves with one another are not wise. Uh, this person, he, he, we are age mate, but see the things he's doing. This person, we are age mate, see the things. I'm the worst, I'm even, I'm like almost the worst person to be doing those kind of things. Move at the pace God is moving with you. Move at what? And see, live your life as if you are the only, you are the instruction God gave to you. You are not seeing anybody. Just move the way. Comparison is the reason. People compare themselves. Hey, this person went to this one. This person do this one. You now go to where God did not send you. Everybody is, is going to Dubai to go and buy something. You can go to Dubai, nobody will buy, like they always say. So we must trust God. We don't follow thread. There's no comparison. That we, we grow. In the things of God, our discernment, you could know what God wants for you. When God speaks, you hear. See, forget all the lies that people put on social media. Not many people really hear God the way they claim they hear God. I tell you the truth. I talk to people every day and I'm amazed that people don't know. They say they hear God and you ask them questions and they are confused. Ha! Forget what people put on social media every day. People just put, they put a symbol of that is you a symbol that they are geo social media and you go into their life and you see struggles and you say you hate God. God really help us. So this night we are praying, Father, and it's a communion evening. So we are just going to take communion, um, but let us pray first. Father, the grace, everything I have here tonight, he said that we do not just be hearers of your word, but also doers. That I put everything I've read to use, everything I've read tonight, that we are not just see, that I'm not just hearer of your word, but doer of it. That the grace to discern, to know what you want for me, and to walk in it with joy. Lord, I receive it this night. Please, can you make that prayer? in jesus martine bread man can we take the communion i don't know even if it's biscuit you have i already have most of you just let's just let the communion then we'll take it you know i found out something on their way to emma house the Bible said that Jesus break bread. 
He said, when he broke the bread and they ate it, he said, and their eyes were opened. That they were with the world, but they did not know that they were with the world themselves. Some of you, do you know, I studied everybody who work in the healing ministry, who work in the major things for the kingdom. There's a scripture that they saw that changed their life. For Alexander the way, it was the book of Acts chapter 10. I think verse 8, he said, he said, I just because of Nazareth was anointed with Holy Ghost and with power. He said, went about being good. He said, healing all the oppressed of the devil. He said, for God was with him. Alexander, do we help this scripture? He was so, he walked in a dimension of fearless way that he was called the spiritual mayor of his time. That was the level. You see the things that our fathers in faith now do now, that they will build schools and they will build um, houses in one place. He was the one who started it. He built a city. It was so prosperous that people imagine where the world comes from. That God can open your eye. You can encounter his word as you take this communion. There's, your eyes can just be open to an opportunity. Can be open to scriptures you have been reading before. The same thing happened to um, Smith Wigglesworth. He was not the pastor. His wife was the pastor. He was a plumber. But one day he saw this scripture. He said, if you believe in me, he said, the works that I do, he said, greater than this will you do. He said, so you mean if I believe I will do greater? And he took that scripture and he ravaged the healing ministry. In his death before he died, I think they said he, he rose up to 14 to 13 dead people. He will carry a dead person up and say, run. The person will fall, he will pick it again and say, run. And you will know the person will begin to run. That was how fearless his ministry was. Then the other person was John G. Lake. There was a disease in South Africa then, the way COVID-19 was. It was said that John G. Lake had an hospital they even arrested him for practicing medicine without license. Before he's going to take you as a doctor, you are going to show him the people that you have healed with practical evidence. He was, in his days, Spokane was said to be the elder city because he, he encountered a scripture one time. He said, the spirit of Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. He will ask them to bring the virus. The virus caused a, a level of pandemic that at a point, they ask him to come and help them to carry people who, had, who, who died with that virus. Because if you touch them, the virus can also affect you. He asked them to put the virus on his palm, on his body. And they'll put the virus, every time they put the virus on his body, the virus will die. He said, the love, he said, has made me free. He said, from the law of sin and death. I think Romans chapter 8 verse 2. He encountered a scripture. You, you have been reading particular scripture for long you can your eyes can be open to it the bible said when jesus broke the bread for them and they had he said and their eyes were open so they have been with the world since but they did not recognize that it was the word so the communion table can open your eyes to certain realities you you have been looking at scripture certain way before you can begin to understand it the way you should know i've told you you can study the way you should study you can read and yet you not see and and you, you the way you interpret scriptures you not know is something i've experienced but when this grace come revelation you just you you can just study like this you look at one chapter the life that will come from it you will be amazed at what god can do he said when he broke the bread he said their eyes were open so we are praying on the communion lord as i take these things whatever thing that my destiny needs that i'm not seeing the Bible says the Lord opened the eyes of Hagar. So the river has always been there, but she didn't see it. Whatever thing that my destiny needs, that needs that, that I'm not seeing, Lord, open my eyes to it. Please, can you put on that communion? Open my eyes to it. Whatever thing that I need to see from scripture, from any perspective that will shape my life and destiny, that I've not been seeing, as I partake of this communion table, Jebalakatos Ketesh, Lebrakatos Ketabalagados, Leko Barando Dosa Baragata, Zubalakatos Sheketakatakata, Leko Barakatakatos Shebaragato, 
Neko barando do shikete kete kete zubarakato shikete kete kete zubelekete tete 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 zubarakata to shikete kete leko parata tete tete zubarakata tete zekete kete kete zekete kete 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 zekete kete 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 zekete kete kete zekete kete zekete kete kete zubarakata kata leko barande do shikete bara. Leko baradado seke barandedo liki baradadosh in Jesus mighty name. So now, in case I don't know, take this communion in faith. In case you have any lump whatsoever thing in your body, Bible says, "Whoever take it, my flesh and my blood, he says, has an eternal life. He says, I dwell in him. He says, he dwells in me. So they, you are whatsoever thing that cannot be seen in the life of Jesus will not be in your life. Whatsoever sickness that you can't stand in eternal life, there are things that should not be there. So whatsoever you say, you speak, say the strangers are hear your voice, you say, and they will run out. So as you take the communion, whatsoever thing that the Bible says, as Jesus break the bread for them, he said, as why they are done eating, they saw him. So they have been with the word and they did not know it was the word. I've only said it. You can be around spiritual fruit for a very long time and not benefit for him. Judas was with the fruit, yet he sowed the fruit. Thomas has been with the truth, yet he was denied. He denied. He, 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 he was even doubting the truth. He said, I, I'm not sure he resurrected. So you can be around spiritual truth for a very long time and not partake of it. So, so as you think the communion this now, whatsoever thing that you need to see that will shift your destiny and life to another level, you will see them from now on in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever sickness in your body, the Bible said the mention of the name of Jesus. He said that every knee will bow. He said, and every tongue will confess. Either breast love, whatsoever thing. As you take this communion this night, we rebuke that infirmity in the name of Jesus. The Bible said the, the angel. Are they not all mission spirits? Say, formula as of salvation. There will be supernatural surgery on your body tonight. You will sleep, wake up tomorrow morning without any form of pain and sickness in the name of Jesus. And to most of you, who have very painful menstruation. You are faking the flesh and the blood of Jesus. I decree that the Bible said it's the, the things of God, the blessings of God should come without pain and sorrow. So that pain cease from today. It will come normal in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because you've heard us. Jesus, we thank you because you've answered. See, and this is the absolute confidence that we have in him. That whatsoever thing that we're asking is him that he heard us. Can we just take the next few minutes and thank you? Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. Father, we thank you. Lord, bless your name. For in Jesus' mighty name, Thank you everybody for coming out this night. See you again by Wednesday. For those those of you who join us in the morning to